to Believe Podcast. Hi, my name is Nada and I help women stop pleasing people, quit the job they hate and start doing what they truly love. We are here together to discuss our common passion about personal growth, lifestyle and happiness. And I will be sharing tips, tools and experiences to help you as a coach grow and find your definition of happiness. Are you in? Hello, beautiful. Welcome to this new episode. And this one, we will be talking about the first success factor that I found in attracting a healthy, loving relationship. I know how it is not easy first when you are in a relationship to sustain it. So to find a relationship is also another challenge. So whether we are in a relationship or not, it is challenging for us. And to ease that challenge, there's that factor that is really important to me. And I found it quite important to me coming from a place of trauma where I had to lie a lot to survive and lying was a coping mechanism. So that's the key. The more honest you are with yourself and your potential partner, the better the relationship will be. The more you compromise on speaking your truth and the worse things will get. I mean, it makes sense. How many times did you lie and you felt uncomfortable in your body, uncomfortable facing someone and telling a lie, looking in their eyes and knowing that this is not true, but you didn't have any choice at that moment because it was the only way that you could find to not suffer. So let me be totally honest with you so that you can save yourself from the biggest relationship mistake I ever made. And here's the truth. I used to lie about my life and it was the only way to navigate safely in the world for me. So the whole esteem I had about myself was actually based on experiences that were related to abuse and mistrust and which led my thinking to be a response to my experiences. Like my thinking was, I'm not worth it. My thinking was, I'm not good enough. I'm bad. I'm stupid. I'm not capable. I was living through this thought and these were actually my beliefs. So I remember, for example, as a little girl, being accused of doing something wrong when it was not true. Did that happen to you before? And though I said it was not me, they did not believe me. And I got punished for that. I got punished for something I haven't done and for speaking the truth. Truth is very simple as a child. It is so simple, so easy, so comfortable to tell the truth that when our truth is rejected by our parents or caregivers, it's confusing. It's really confusing is, oh, being comfortable, simple, easy is actually not good. Otherwise, I will be rejected. I will be disconnected by my caregivers, my love providers. So it's quite confusing. Yeah. And this happens quite often, unfortunately, those accidents, because we don't know how the psyche works. 
So what happens is that we get accused and dragged over the coals of doing something we never initiated and it becomes a belief that whenever we tell the truth, we are rejected and not loved. So when I catch, for example, someone lying, I know that it's not a purpose lying. I'm talking about us, <laughs> not clinical pathological patterns. And so when I hear somebody saying a lie, I know that it's the best that they can because I come from that place. And it's because they're trying to protect something that keeps them away from suffering more. In the spot, we don't realize that we're already suffering by making lies. And I have to add that it's not easy, neither, to always tell the truth. But it's so supportive to grow, to self-empowerment. It's a way to say, this is who I am. And there is nothing risky about it because we evolve until our body drops dead. We don't stay the same way. We evolve according to the events that we will face in our lives. So anyway, if we believe that whenever we tell the truth, we are rejected and not loved. And when that thought sinks in our system, we actually start establishing relationship according to that belief. So the belief is for me to keep my relationship sustainable. I develop that survival mechanism to make sure I will be loved under any circumstances. And I tended to lie about what I wanted. And by lying about what I wanted, it made me forget about what was really important for me. Because what I was focused on is actually to have a nice relationship, to be good to one another, to have our common project come to reality. Um, that was my definition of a romantic relationship, you know. And I really did believe that I was doing the right thing. I'm going to make you happy. I'm, I'm your rock. I'm your support. I am who you want me to be because I know I can be that one. But I was forgetting completely what, I, what was important for me. It was secondary, actually. And I was holding on to that marriage family for life project, that fairy tale story that my subconscious held on to. And I was trying to reproduce that dream that I was having when I was a little girl and how I was brought up also because of the status of a woman who has to be married to someone to actually be accepted in the society. So that was like a prerequisite to happiness. And that thing creeps very early in our relationships. Like an example of this would be when my partner would, would assume things about me and I can't have the courage in the moment to correct the assumption into what is actually true. <laughs> I don't know if you had that, like you feel a bit unease to say, well, not, it's not really that. It's, it's, the truth is da 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 da. You know, there's a feel of not being validated for being who we are at our core. This is not true. This is not me. Who I am or what I am is, what I like is, where I am at now is. <laughs> these, are, these are statements that we are afraid of, you know, claiming. So I'd rather let him assume uh what I look like for him and, and keep the life for myself 
yeah, keep the life for myself in my body. Like I can feel the constriction of the lie, the constriction of making myself actually small. Because what you're saying about me is not true. But since I don't want to contradict you because I love you, <laughs> I will make myself even smaller because smaller, just like to fit into the light and to stay connected with you. Like, for example, he would say about me and maybe in front of friends, Nada is a piano player, assuming that if there was a piano in the room, I would sit at the piano and play Nocturne number one, like by heart and gracefully. <laughs> This is how extreme I was in my thinking. But actually, my truth would be that I would say, well, not, not exactly. I used to play the piano, but I haven't practiced since the age of 18. So no, I don't play the piano now and don't expect me to be a virtuoso on the piano now. Um, and that's it. That's my truth. So what happens that You know, that statement of telling the truth can be seen as a threat to the connection that I have built with my partner at that time. And because what I fear is that he would not want to do anything with me if I tell the actual truth. This is how little and this is how little I thought I was at that time. And Up until, you know, when the light takes too much space, we feel miserable because we disconnect from ourselves. So from fear of being afraid of disconnecting with my partner, I was actually disconnecting with myself. You know, it's like that movement of leaving myself, going outside to the other one and connecting with him and forgetting about me. But the thing is that nature is so not made that way. Our true nature is actually to connect with ourselves. So whenever we connect with others without being connected to ourselves, an inner earthquake occurs, which is suffering, depression, a disease, whatever, something happens as a signal to come back to you, to come back to your body to come back to what you feel. That simple step that we think is not enough. We think that our savior is the other one, but actually our rescuer is ourself. So the question would be, to what extent am I going to lie about me to stay in a relationship where I am not myself? That would be interesting to answer this question and add what would be the cost of letting people assume what I am and me accepting to not tell the truth and put myself into a box and be whoever you want me to be what is the cost and what is the benefit of it and as you answer these questions you will probably have some insights and 
by lying that way, because this is what I would call a lie, you know, there is nothing wrong about it because I know that it's a coping mechanism. And I invite you to see it as a coping mechanism. It's not, it has nothing to do with who you are, your personality or whatever. It's a coping mechanism. So in my concern, it did not sustain that way because I hadn't taken into consideration the happiness factor for myself. <laughs> and happiness stands with truth and not lies. And I'm going to repeat that one because it feels good. Happiness stands with truth, not lies. Remember when I was relating to my self as a child like truth is so simple for a child to say because it's easy it's comfortable it has nothing to do with worth or whatever that we feel an expansion when we lie we feel a constriction when we tell the truth there is a relief there is a transparency that occurs and when we lie there is a constriction a density Try that exercise and see how you feel in your body. Connect back into your body and be aware when you have the courage to tell the truth, even a small thing, just to see how it feels, just to see how the person reacts. Start with, with one small topic and see how it is instead of letting your mind assume what's going to happen and put yourself into the reality of what you are and see what in reality it will happen. Don't live in your mind. It's the worst thing that can happen to us. So as I said, it can feel scary at the beginning to tell the truth of what we want and what's important for us because our desires might not match with, you know, with a guy that we potentially can develop something but we cannot control people's intentions or expectations and that's a fact so it has to be accepted I cannot have control into his intention or his expectations I have control on what I want what is important for me and what I want to say about me and this is okay <laughs> to not match with with his intentions and expectations, even if he's cute, even if he plays the guitar <laughs> and you wish and you wish your partner in life would play the guitar. Well, maybe it's not him. <laughs> there are many guitar players in the world. But um, what matters is how you choose to show up and who you choose to be and see what will be brought into your life when you vibrate from that stance that reality that you want to be to yourself and how easy it is to be yourself, to feel comfortable in your body, to feel that expansion, that that transparency. Oh my God, it's so empowering. So I'm inviting you to just start with small steps, small steps. And remember, a flower will never complain about her unique beauty, no matter what bee or insect will visit her. She will always remain herself, being herself and exuding the perfume of her purpose.
So as I said, next time you engage with someone, be aware of the narrative and notice if what is important for you and what has value for you exudes from your conversation. So here we go and hope that this episode was helpful for you. You can listen to it again. And if you haven't yet, you can download my first steps to have a healthy romantic relationship. You will enjoy it. It's full of value and hopefully that you will apply it. That's the most important. It's valuable. And if it's valuable, apply it. Because you know what? The only entitlement that you are given is to be happy. No other entitlement is worth that one. If you like it, please share it around you and also rate it so people can have access to it more easily and it can be visible. I would be very, very much grateful for that. And I am already grateful for the time that you have taken to listen to this episode. So let's connect. DM me if you have any questions or send me an email. It will be in the show notes. So talk to you next week and enjoy yourself. Meanwhile, bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked or found any value to it, please share it with a friend or someone you know will appreciate it. Please do. It will encourage me to help someone and bring the podcast to a better visibility for sharing. Thank you for now and let's meet next week. 